Amen. All right, so, so uh, we're going to spend some time, obviously the topic is up there, you're talking about humility. Um, uh, it's at a pastoral retreat for the last couple of days, uh, Wednesday and Thursday. And so it, it was a topic that we were going to talk about on Wednesday nights after the fast week, of course, coming up this week. Uh, and we was going to talk about back to the basics for Sunday, but the Lord flipped the script. So he wants to talk about humility on Sunday. We'll be talking about back to the basics on Wednesday after the fast week. Um, and uh, let's, let's, let's get into this. Let me give you some scripture and then we'll get into what God wants us to get today. So keep your hearts open, your minds open. Um, uh, don't get uh, nervous if you experience a level of conviction. Uh, that's just a part of us growing. And that's, that's just a reminder I got I to... Gotta, advance myself. I have to do something different. That's an agent of change. Uh, don't let it condemn you. Um, uh, don't, don't let the flesh jump up and, and excuse you from any level of, of stretch or conviction or challenge, okay? Uh, because then you're not going to get what you need to grow, right? Does that make sense? All right, so uh, uh, this will be good for all of us because uh, God customized it for the day. Hey, Tim, how you doing, sir? All right. All right, so let's go to 1 Peter 5. Let's get into 1 Peter 5, read some scripture, and uh, <laughs> we'll walk through this this morning. Uh, we'll start here at verse 5. I mostly read from the King James, but I'll try to break it down so we could make everyday give you an everyday understanding. But uh, verse 5 states this. It says, Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you, be subject one to another. So obviously, submit to those that uh, been out ahead of you, but that doesn't excuse me that may be out ahead of you to not to submit to you. That doesn't give me um, lordship. I have to lead you, but I'm not supposed to lord over you, right? So be subject one unto another. And, and, and look, and then it says in the conjunction here, it says, and be clothed with humility. Now that's a little different than just, hey, in this moment, I'm going to use humility. It's a little different because if I'm clothed with, I'm almost living in it. If, if, if you bump into me, humility is going to spill over you, right? Because I'm, I'm you know, it's like my cup runneth over with humility, right? So it says be clothed with humility, right? So, you know, that makes sense to us, right? That's not complicated. Um, this is for God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. So, so, so something that, like, that, that repels God in our life. Pride. It's something we fight with all the time, but it's something that repels God. You know, my wife always talks about uh, uh, Proverbs 6, the things that, 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 that God hates or that it's just, uh, uh, one of them is pride. Right? That, that you know, it just, that think about how you feel about pride. The, the person with pride. Like, you're not as excited about rolling with them. You're not even ex as excited about their accomplishments because you know they're going to mush it in your face, right? Amen. You're not excited about their promotions because they're going to wear it like a badge, right? You know, like you just, you know, it's, it, it, you, you feel different. Your kids, you know, I was, just, uh, was raising my son because I play college basketball, so I was bringing him up. And so he, uh, as he was coming up, you know, he'd do something well and you could, his whole flow would change. He'd go down the court. Like, son, 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 come on, son, son. Like, you ain't really done nothing yet. Chill out. And then, yeah, you know, was the first time he snapped back at me. He was like, I know. And, and the Holy, it was the Holy Spirit. It wasn't me. It was the Holy Spirit. I said, okay, okay, you know what you're doing. And, um, of course, the next five trips down the court, he got the ball stolen from him. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, he, got, he came out to the car lady. He said, Dad, I see what you were saying. You know, right? W what happened there? I, I saw that, that the, 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 What'd you say? Package of pride. Package of pride. Very well uh, articulated there, sweetheart. <laughs> I like that. That package of pride. But I, but I also saw the presumption, the overconfidence. And it's like, ah, the overconfidence means you're going to rest there. And there's so much more you need to get to get there. You see what I'm saying? Like, so, 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 so just keep that in mind. God resists the proud, give grace to the humble. Yeah, that pride says, I don't need you, God. I got it from here. But we, the, the, uh, the scripture says, John 15, 5, apart from him, we can do nothing. Right? right? All right, so, so, so we, we have that. Let's go to John 3.30, you know. See what, how, how we can relate 
as it relates to John. All right. Again, you have, you know, you have the history, harmony, and the humility. So sometimes you read the scripture, how does it harmonize with the rest of the body? The rest of the Bible, like, you know, not just stand alone. How does it, I'm not going to get into the, all the uh, human hermeneutics and all that, but, but, but giving you references to show how it harmonizes with the rest of the Bible. So, so John 3.30 is interesting passage. Uh, I know there's a whole context of what he's communicating, but I want us to hit this. It says he, it says he must increase and I must decrease. He, who, who must decrease? Who must decrease? Okay, right. <laughs> Just stay with me, stay with me, right? All right, so there's something about getting out of the way. There's something about us decreasing. Um, let's look at this. Uh, just work with me. Be patient as, as we uh, triangulate some different scriptures, but we bring them together, okay? Hebrews 6. Uh, and we're going to read here verse 15 just for this conversation. It says, and so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. After, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. And, and so, again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring it home for you in a second. So, okay, you talk about humility, you just went to patient endurance. But it takes humility to have patient endurance. So you see, because the temptation is similar to what uh, 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 Saul did when they were waiting on Samuel, instead of a patiently enduring, I, 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 I don't know if he's coming back. So I'm, I'm the king, I'm not the priest, but bring me the ephod. You know, so so he, got, he got, like, how did you just take a position of a priesthood? Brett, just bring me. Now this guy was, uh, he, his mom prayed for him and then said, I dedicate him to the temple. So he grew up in the temple, was set apart sanctified to stand in a gap. Saul assumed I could just take that position on what? You, I, I'm just going to take a, a title. So he, he took the position, got overconfident. He lost his throne. With overconfidence. He, he had another bout of overconfidence after that. So so patient endurance assists you in not getting in the way. See, humility is, I can't do it myself anyway. So I'm going to have to be still and, and know that he's God. I'm going to have to fear not, stand still, and see his salvation. But if I, in humility, I can bear my process. I can bear others going out ahead of me, others elevating before me. I can embrace the humility of it ain't my time yet. As you know, you're around a bunch of pastors. So how many members you have? I share exactly not 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 all the members that participated in our church. We three hundred or something. No, that, that ain't accurate. That ain't accurate. So I I, sh I share the reality. I'm talking to somebody. Thousands of members. I can't just be adjusting. Because that person has thousands, have to embrace the humility of the stage that I'm at. You understand what I'm saying? Like, every, everybody has to begin and travel through a place. When, when I was 7, 8, 10, I was 7, 8, 10. I might have wanted to be 15, but I wasn't. When I was 15, I wanted to act like I was 25. But guess what? I can act as much as I want, but I was 15. There's certain things I wasn't allowed to do. Certain things I snuck and did, but certain things I wasn't officially allowed to do. And that's the thing. So I had to embrace the humility of, of the state that I was in. Right. And not try to rush to be at a platform that, that, that I'm not equipped for. Mm. You know, what's our foundational scripture heirs? Uh, the heir differs nothing from a servant as long as he's a child. Uh, 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 even though he may be eventually be Lord of all, but he's under tutors and governors until the appointed time of who? The father. So it takes humility to embrace and wait, patiently wait on my time. Right? Okay, so 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 stay with me, stay with me. Just just trying to set a little foundation for us. So 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 the scripture tells us in Romans 8:18, 8, 
it says something. It says, you know, because we're talking about patience and humility. It says the suffering of this present time isn't worthy. Doesn't even line up with the glory that will be revealed in us, right? So that's Romans 8.18, right? Now, now, there's different definitions for that word suffering, but one of them is restraining retaliation. And so now, of course, we know you can retaliate, you know, you could be in fear, tempted, Ed going to do something to me, so I'm going to get him before he gets me. I get all that. But, but, but I, think, I think through Jesus, who could have retaliated. Remember, he said, I could have called down legions of angels. So he embraced the humility that, I mean, you, you, come on, you got people uh, dogging you out, punking you, hitting on you, saying, hey, prophesy, who hit you? I mean, you, you, yeah, listen, you're, you came down from heaven, you're the Messiah. Like, you're, there's God, then there's you. And these, uh, uh, I'm going to say it for just for the sake, sake, sake of perspective, these peons are mocking you. If you say, if you are who you say you are, you do something about it. What you going to do? And the easiest thing would be to retaliate. Oh, so, so, oh, 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 so y'all, y'all don't know? Because see, if we were given that power, what would we have done? Because he had access to, they said, I can call down legions of angels. What would we have done? Think about how you are right now. What would you have done? Some of you wouldn't even have thought. Some of us are so uh, reactive, we wouldn't even have thought. We would feel justified because we'll say, they did me wrong. They're doing me wrong, right? Bishop, they're doing me wrong. So if they're doing me wrong, hey, I'm justified. They shouldn't have came at me like that. But man, think of the strength it takes to have the humiliation of not retaliating until your time. Think of what it takes, this suffering, restrained retaliation of this present time. See, you know something they don't know. Listen, listen, you know something they don't know. It's funny to them right now. It's, it don't take all that right now. It's, come on, man. Like, listen, I remember I, was, I, was, I started living for God. I was hanging out with a friend of mine. And I was just giving him my testimony living in New Jersey. And I said, I said, man, I had to keep going through these stages. I said, one of the first things I had to cut out, believe it or not, was music. And I said, you know, I had, I used to spend $300 a, $300 a week in music. And I had, my whole apartment was music. Like, I would travel to, to different states to, to grab, like, you know, because back in the day, when the, when the record scratch, I told y'all this before, but that's popcorn, you know, like, so I would get brand new music. I had my, you know, my alcohol and my little brush, you know, just to keep, keep the music clean, you know. And, you know, and I had, you know, the oldies were stylistics, uh, 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 collection of Earth, Wind & Fire. Uh, Y'all yeah, might not know these people, but Skip Mahoney and the Casuals, Black Ivory, uh, Blue Magic, you know, these, these you know. Uh, you've heard the songs, you probably don't know the artists, right? But I, I travel all over to get all this music. So I, 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 I had this pile up of music. Uh, uh, Rick James, Tina Marie, like all types of music, just everywhere, everywhere, you know. And, um, and when I heard the Lord saying this time, I, I need you to come. First thing that came out of my mouth was, what about my music, man? <laughs> man, this, is, this, this, this collection is worth something. And the Lord was like, you got to decide what's important. And so I, I, I put everything in crates. You remember these little crates? Yeah, the albums of crates. And I took them to my brother's house. I said, man, here. I'm, I'm, I'm giving this to you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm changing some things. And we used to always make tapes and stuff for people. And so I was sharing this with a guy. He, and he didn't tell me at the time, but I could feel uh, some resistance, you know, because we, we, we was talking. I was trying to minister to him. So he told me later, he said, man, when you was talking about that music, I was like, man, you crazy. You got to be out your mind. What's wrong with a little love music? You know what I'm saying? It, was, it ain't hurt nobody. You know, I... You know, because some of us, I listened to music from the 70s. You know, wasn't it? Graphic and wild. Yeah. But the spirit of the person that's singing in that mic, what was they thinking? That's what's in the mix, teaching. We ain't going to get into that right now. But my point is, it's, 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 uh, 
I, I had to share that, even though to him it was foolishness. So to him, I'm a fool. Now I can switch it up and not embrace the humiliation. No, no, I wasn't saying all your music. You might want to hold. No, 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 no. This is what thus saved the Lord to me. So can we do that? Can we embrace the humility of suffering the embarrassment of fully representing Christ? Okay, okay, so, so, so stay with me, stay with me. Sufferings of this present time are worthy to be compared. Restrain retaliation. Let's go to Matthew 6. Matthew 6. Just setting a, a, a foundation. We'll be talking about this for a, few, a couple weeks, but let's just set the foundation here. This is so interesting how, how it's so weaved through the Bible in so many different ways. But Matthew 6, and we're going to start here at verse 1. It says, uh, take heed that you do not your alms. You know, I, I, I'm trying to give to some folk. You know what I'm saying? So I want to give to Tim, and you know. But I want to give to Tim. I'm like, hey, everybody. Hey, Tim, man, how you doing, man? Yeah, man, I just want to give you this. You know what I'm saying? Because I want everybody to know. Look at me. I was there for Tim. Look at, look, look at the sacrifice I made for Tim. Right? So, so at that moment, I have my reward. I have my reward to be seen. But I forfeited a reward. See, because God is trying to get something to me. I forfeit a reward. I settled for being seen in a moment at the expense of prospering in the future, right? All right, so, so, so let's look through here. I, I got I to make sure I keep pace because I can stop at every scripture. It says, take heed that you do not your arms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your father, which is in heaven. Now, which one do you want? He says, and therefore, when thou doest thine arms, do not sound the trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets. In, inside and outside the church. It says that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward, right? It says, but when thou doest thine alms, let not thy left hand know what the right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret. And they fought the father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. And when thou prayest, Thou shall not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to the Father which is in secret, and the Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions, as the heathen do, for they think they shall be heard for their what? Much speaking. Their eloquence. Their hype. But God's listening to the heart. Amen. You, you see what I'm saying? See, a lot of times we think God's listening to our, our ability to orate. But he's listening to our heart. God is searching our heart all the time. Right? And the thing is, because that's one thing you can't put your hands on. So you can put your hands on your mouth. <laughs> yeah, but you can't put your hands on your heart. You could say something with your mouth, but your heart is revealing the truth. Lord. That's the thing. The thing I was talking about hustlers early, right? You know how, you know, the, the demise of a hustler. The thing about a hustler is they've, uh, what is it? Proverbs 18.2 says, yeah, uh, so you could discover your own heart. They love to hear what they're saying, but they don't understand the impact because they're blind to the reality of their heart, right? So that's why you, you have to watch that, right? All right, so, so uh, I gave you that. I gave you that. So, so the goal is not to be seen, but to be servants. Not to be seen, but to be servants, all right? Not to be seen, but to be servants, right? Now, it takes humility to embrace the reality of being a servant, right? Because you won't always be seen. God, God is not unjust to forget your labor of love, right? So it takes a lot of humility to say, God sees me. To not get weary and well doing. You know, uh, this is Marcus, he's behind the scenes. Uh, so he's gonna be seeing because I'm about to mention his name. But he's behind the scenes, right? So y'all know all Marcus do. But Marcus is doing it consistently. One of the most consistent people in the church. 
and Mark is to tell you he don't do everything right, but his heart. He's probably, he's, so far, there's very few people as consistent as he is. Amen. Without props, without, some people are motivated by platform. I watch people change what they do if they're going to have the opportunity to be seen. Marcus will be consistent whether he's seen or not. You see the difference? All right, okay, all right, so good. Just stay with me. That don't, hey, hey, don't change your focus now. <laughs> all right, so, so humility, what is humility? Humility is displaying the cracks. Now, now, okay, so when I say displaying the cracks, I'm talking about sincerity. It's a level of sincerity. And, um, and uh, when you get the word sin sincerity, uh, it's, it's back in the day when they had these vases or vases and they would... Uh, through age, they would crack or not look as per perfect. But what they would do is either to get you to purchase it or buy it or, or to increase the value, they would cover the cracks. They would take wax and things and put it in to cover the crack. So, so they, that wasn't a sincere vase. So it actually passed the law that you couldn't do that. So that's why, you know, you go to European countries and you see stuff that's displayed just the way it is. Now, now we're older, we call it character. Oh, I love that, man. That has character, man. Yeah, because half of the stuff you'd be going to Europe, I can't wait to go to Europe, you'd be like, so this is what the rush was for? Like, you, you know, you go to the, uh, whatever the hotel is and cost whatever money, you'd be like, they need to clean this, drywall this thing, you know, right? But, but for them, the value is the age. You know what I'm saying? The sincerity, the cracks have value. Right? Oh, that's good. And so when we're sincere, are we displaying our actual value? Or, or, or do we only present our best self? <clears throat> or, or what we deem as our best self? Because when you're not presenting the cracks, people go, something missing. I, I know what you presented to me, Gerard, but I'm sensing there's something you're hiding. Mm -hmm. yeah. did, you, did you hear me? Mm -hmm. Like you pick up, ah, yeah, you're really overcompensating here. You're really hyping yourself up. Like, like, why the extra emphasis on how you're expressing yourself? What are you trying to d distract me from? Right? Okay, all right. So, so, so stay with me. Stay with me on this. So it's displaying the cracks, right? It's not uh, competing in your relationships. So, so we're we supposed to be fitly joined together. We're supposed to harmonize together. But it's hard to harmonize when there's, we're competing. You do something well, instead of me... Remember we talked about celebrating and elevate in a relationship boot camp. Instead of me celebrating so I can elevate because that value on you now attaches itself to me, I'm going, well, that was all right. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just being excited when you see people doing things of value. Like I'm excited. I talked to so many different people, so many different pastors. I'm just excited doing what they're supposed to do in the body. That don't take nothing from me, but it adds to me to value it. To appreciate it, right? To learn from it. Some of them were younger than me, haven't been in ministry for 25 years or so, right? But it don't make a difference. Man, it was so, I, was, I was getting so much because I appreciate everybody in the body because you know what I'm appreciating? God. Yeah. Pieces of God yeah. in different vessels. Mm -hmm. But when I go, that ain't all that. What I'm saying is God ain't all that. Wow. All right, all right. So stay with me. Stay with me on that. Um, not comparing your, not competing with yourselves. Look, 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 this is going to be hard right here. Abandon the defense of self. Not saving face. Inviting opportunities for humility. We doing that? So this is a situation where if I tell you the truth, it, it's going to be humbling. I'm not going to be looked at in the best light. But I'm going to invite that because, look, 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 if I humble myself in the sight of God, what's going to happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, right. Yeah, in the sight of God, it didn't say man. So I can, I can posture humility in front of man, but if my heart is prideful, I, 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 don't, I don't get on that elevator to fulfillment, right? But if, 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 if in, in my heart, hey, hey, take it the way, this is the way it is. It might not be as sweet as I desire it to be, but this is, this is the way it is, right? You, you, you got me? Because, because it's going to, it all makes sense here in a, in a few minutes. So abandon the defensive self, inviting opportunities for humility, maintaining our accountability. Listen, accountability is humility. 
right? Because I can't walk by you now. I just can't walk by you. When you ask the question, how are you doing, I got to answer. <laughs> and like, uh, I was hoping you didn't ask. I remember I was working on the staff for 12 years. And we, so, so the pastor would go around. And uh, well, this is, this is, I know this is being recorded. Uh, but it's true. So you go around. And sometimes he'd be like, ah, now I'm so excited. I'm so excited about what we're going to do. We're excited. And he would go around. So now you tell me. How you're excited about this. So the people go around and sometimes they just have a reflex. They'd be like, well, I'm excited as another. I'd be like, please don't ask me. <laughs> Not that what the, the concept was wrong. It's just I wasn't excited because it was a concept. And I'm the type of person that, that hey, let's measure this thing. Let's, let's, let's put this thing to work and see, you know, some results. Because if we keep just doing stuff out of emotion and excitement, and not measuring it, like, like we can almost trick ourselves in a, what's the other message, being stuck in time, right? Came around to me, I was like, well, actually, I'm not, I can't say I'm excited because we haven't really measured this and we've done two or three other situations. You know what I'm saying? So I had to, in humility, I had to, I had to say the truth. Not, you know, Hey, 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 you know what that word means. No, I don't. You could explain it to me. Then now I'll know what it means. As opposed to, yeah, 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 I know. You know such and such, right? Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, you don't know the person. Why are you lying? <laughs> you just embracing the, the humility. All right. So, so I'm just saying that accountability. Look, we talked about Psalm 92, 13. They to be planted in the house shall flourish in the courts. Why? Being planted in the house, being planted somewhere is humility. See, because to stay planted and not be tempted to, you know, you take a plant and you just keep picking it up and putting it in the soil, picking it up and putting it in the soil, it'll never grow. It has to get in there. It has to, it has to uh, extend roots to a, a find a place of nourishment to sustain its growth. That takes time. We talked about, uh, Scripture talks about uh, being engrafted into the word or, or we've been engrafted, right? Well, to engraft, a, we, I gave you the example of you take a, 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 a little branch and you're trying to engraft it into a tree. You have to cut out some of the tree, take the branch, stick it in that slot, tie it together. So, so if you don't tie it together, it's just going to fall out. It's going to fall out and die. If you don't secure it, it could eventually fall and die. But you secure it for a while, the rope is keeping it together. So when you first get planted into a church, your family, your people, the discipleship classes, things like that, that's the rope that's trying to keep you together. But after a while, you, you, you'll get rooted. And when you get rooted, you can remove the rope. You won't fall apart. You see what I'm saying? But it takes humility to embrace the rope. Because the temptation is, man, I don't need no rope. I'm a Christian just like you. Why? Well, I'm good. Yeah. You're going to fall off and die. Okay? All right, so, so, so. Humility, uh, planted in the body is humility. So this is the thing. What is keeping us from humility? And it's our flesh. We got to punk that flesh, man. We talked about this in the discipleship class earlier, master life class, you know, uh, Galatians 5.16, walk in the spirit, you should not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Uh, Matthew 26.41, uh, the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. So you have to feed the willing, not the weak. And so the temptation uh, we gave you, don't, you don't have to put them up, I was about to, it was just habit to go to the screen from this morning's class, but we gave three different diagrams. We gave the natural, the natural person, you want me to put it up? Uh, Pastor Mal said we need to put it up. That's the spiritual, the natural. All right, so the natural person here, we just talked about this morning. This is the person that, because we, so this is your spirit, and this is where we want God to have access. Flesh, that's where Satan has access. You know, you are a spirit, you have a soul, you live in a body. Of course, these are your feelings all around. Within your soul is your mind, will, your emotions, intellect, your imagination, right? So, so when you're the natural person, 1 Corinthians 2.14, the natural man doesn't understand the, God, the things of God, nor can he discern them, for they're spiritually discerned. They're foolishness to him. That doesn't make sense. 
why would I need to do that? Because you're naturally minded at this person or, or you're, you're just thinking as fleshly minded, right? So the thing about this natural man, you see this door open? The flesh, Satan has access to the flesh, right? But look at the, 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 the spirit's connection to God. That door is closed, right? So that's the natural person. When we open ourselves up to God and we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we start the process of God connecting to our spirit. So let's go to the worldly Christian. Right, now we have the worldly Christian here who, look, has opened up the spirit to God. That's a good thing, right? But the challenge is they didn't close the door of the flesh. This is the challenge, right? This is a lot of people's challenge. So, so, so they're the scripture says, 1 Corinthians 3, it says, I, I'm, I'm talking to you, but I still got to talk to you as babes. Now, you know how your kids, you try to talk to them. Mom, come on. I'm grown now. No, you're older now. You still ain't grown. You can't handle the meat of the truth that I have to give you. So I got to still water it down. Baby, now you talk to kids. Now, baby, you're not going to be able to do that today. Now, if your husband or wife or your friend or your pastors or ministers or leaders or whoever talk to you, okay, now, you know that that ain't right. Uh -uh. Why are you telling me like a kid? Because you're acting like a child. You can't handle the truth. I get, if I give you the truth, you're going to be offended. If I get the truth, you put me down. If I get the truth, oh, what you trying to say? Don't judge me. Right, yeah, yeah, all, you got all these, all those are responses of the immature, carnal Christian. Or Romans 8 says, to be carnally minded, fleshly minded is death. Carnality. Flesh. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. It says they that are after the flesh do mind in their, their will, emotions, and everything, the things of the flesh. That's what they're playing off of. So this is the person that when, hey, we're going to do discipleship class at 9.15. That person goes, well, let me see how that lines up with the things that I'm doing worldly already. Uh, that's just not going to fit. So I'm sure God understands because I got all this other stuff lined up. So, so what, do you, what is that person playing off of? The world. See, but if they were spiritually minded, it was like, let me see how all this stuff lines up with my, my walk with God. My commitments to God. See, you're, different, you're playing off of two different things. You're after the things of the flesh if you're worldly-minded or fleshly-minded. You're after the things of the spirit if you're spiritually-minded. Make sense? So, so having both doors open, which a lot of people do, that ain't enough. Because you got people come to church, sing in the choir, do all types of stuff. But they're still carnal, fleshly-minded, playing off of the flesh. The flesh is open. And, and, and we did the, the snapback, uh, snapback uh, description. i do the best I can here. Uh... Chris, I need Chris. See, see the flesh? The flesh don't even move fast. <laughs> so I say, Chris, I got a million dollars. He done ran up here. Oh. All right, so hold, 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 hold these two for me. Thank you. God bless you, sir. I appreciate your help, man. I really do. You know? Gut shot. Just, just, just to keep, make sure he rolling. All right, so we... That's too big, ain't it? Uh, Y'all can see it. So let's say right here, I was living in the world. Now, I got to do it this way because this is the water. Yeah. You know, water represents the word and all that. All right, so, yeah, no, nah, I was, yeah, yeah, hey, look, look, I just thought about it too. You know, anointing and all that, I just thought about it too. So, so good, we, we, we rolling, we on the same page. All right, so, 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 okay, so we give our lives to the Lord and we're here. Now, here is much further than we've ever been in our life. We go to church, we're reading some scriptures, scriptures, we're even talking about God. We acknowledge God, right? But for a lot of us, hey, I remember when I wasn't positive. I wasn't talking about God. I wasn't acknowledge God. God wasn't my conversation. But the reality is we're closer to being a natural person than we are being a spiritual Christian. Now, let's say we're doing good. We've been consistent going to church, reading scriptures. Uh, we even committed to a helps ministry at the church, right? And, uh, and, we're tempted to rest, you know, or get overconfident, get caught up in presumption, right? Right? If we smell the flesh, 
We're going to snap right back here. I, I said a smell. I ain't even say you ain't did nothing yet. Because we're closer to the flesh than we are to, the, to, to, to living in the spirit, right? Right, so we actually have to continue to feed this spirit man to a point, just like that rope. See, we need the rope right here. <laughs> we cross over to here, it's default. Spiritual stuff is default. But we, I've been doing this, I went six months in prayer. I, you know, I'm, I'm saying this respectfully, but I did the Lord a favor and came to church, every, every church, every, every time the service was there. Because sometimes we look at it like we're doing God a favor. It's a benefit to us, right? So we did that, and then we go, well, you know, I've been doing all the spiritual stuff. I'm a, I need a break. Even though we've been living in a break for 20, 30 years, 15 years, or whatever. Like, we've been living on vacation. Amen. Amen. But we, we actually think we need a vacation. Snap right back, right? All right, so thank you. I, mean, I appreciate it, you know. You sacrificing yourself and coming up here around the presence of God. You're living right, right? Good, good, good. Because that means you're going to have a rough week if you're not. <laughs> so, so, so hey, re repent if you're not. But we'll have an altar call later. I, I, no, no, come on. That's, me and Chris have a great relationship. It's, it's yeah, just all in fun, right? All in fun. Um, no, but you need to be living right. That wasn't funny. Okay, all right, all right. All right, so, so, so we talked about we have to punk that flesh, right? Um, and this is the, the flesh... It not only stays face, but the flesh will try to save your, you from humility at the expense of purpose and fulfillment. So, so the flesh will make sure you are okay in this moment at the expense of your life. Yeah. Just, sometimes parenting is like that. You try to help a child's present situation at the expense of their future life. You comfort them today at the expense of what they actually need for tomorrow. You, you understand what I'm talking about, right? You know, I've already apologized for sarcasm, so I can't be sarcastic. That was a, a good opportunity for slipping some sarcasm there, right, cuz? Yeah, I could have I could have got like three in. Um, but yeah. <laughs> look, look, look. Look, look. accountability is humility, so I'm accountable to my wife, right? All right? So 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 you, you understand from that perspective, right? Well, hopefully you do. Okay, so um so we talked about punk in the flesh. You know, the scripture talks about buffeting your body. Paul said, I die daily. <laughs> See, that's some, that's some deep stuff there. I die daily? No, 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 not I die today and I'm, I'm going to resurrect myself tomorrow. Or I die for three months, but for the rest of the year, it's about to be on. <laughs> or, or what? I'm turning it up for the rest of the year. No, 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 no. I die daily. Oh, oh, listen, embrace daily what daily means. See, because we do stuff daily. We brush our teeth daily. I pray that we brush our teeth daily, right? Okay, okay, if, if we don't brush our teeth daily, we eat daily. Like, we don't take no breaks with eating. Regardless of our situation, we could be, listen, we could be under budget, we eat. Right? Does that make sense? But do we die daily? Do, do, do we treat dying to ourselves like we do eating food? Because that's what Paul's saying here, right? Okay, good, good, good. So, so I have to invite opportunity for humility because that's going to kill my flesh. My flesh does not want to be humble. My flesh wants, oh, no, no, no. No, it didn't really, I didn't really mess up, mess up. <laughs> Your boss comes to you, what is this? Oh, no, no, it's not what you think. See, I tried to tell Jimmy that if he would have did it that way, it was going to mess up. I'll go talk to Jimmy, sir. Jimmy, yeah, he always be getting stuff wrong. No, 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 I know what I'm doing. Jimmy messed this up. No, you messed it up. Just eat it. Hey, I didn't do it that right this time. You got some suggestions of how I could, you know, maybe just tweak some things to make it better because, you know, this, this one has been a little, little tough for me. See, at that moment, one, you're saying you're teachable. Two, you're not getting an unfair assessment. You don't want to be at a level that you're not ready for. See, I just think you, okay, all right, so, so. I said I promise I'll stay focused. All right, so, so, so we want to starve that flesh, right? And, and, and this is the thing. We want to die daily. We want to kill that flesh. The scripture says um, uh, to mortify your members. Here's your Romans 6. Woo! 
it talks about being buried. Right? So, I'm going to tell you this. Baptism, true baptism. Now, I know you smurge in the water and all that stuff. It is an act of humiliation. True baptism. Submerge. It means to submerge, right? To be buried. So, if I bury self, that's the ultimate humility. Humiliation. You know, we're going to get into the prefixes and suffixes, but you understand what I'm saying? So if I, if, if I bury myself with Christ, see, see, my wife prayed this morning that I disappear. So, is it, okay, all right, so, so st just keep that picture of burying yourself. All right, so Galatians 2, Galatians 2. Just write in your journal today or put a note on your mirror, am I really buried in Christ? And you look in the mirror every day, be like, whoa, I don't think I'm buried because I see me too much in everything that I'm doing. Right. All right. So uh, look here. Verse 20 It says, I am crucified with Christ. Uh, uh, when we showed you the spiritual man, you know, the flesh was crucified. Right. Um, the spiritual Christian. All right. So it says I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. So it's saying I'm crucified with Christ. But at the same time that I'm crucified, totally buried and mortified, I'm actually living. But look, 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 look at the rest of the verse. It says, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Right. So. Anything you see once I bury myself in Christ is Christ is not me. I've decreased. He's increasing. So now, uh, what do I have to boast of? Christ? Because I'm not doing nothing. Yeah, uh, 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 Nate was saying, man, every time I talk to pastors, glory to God, glory to God. Because the glory do go to God. Like, it ain't me. Right? It ain't me. Like, and, and, and that's the, but can, are you saying that? Can you say that? Is it, is it, is it Christ or is it you? They played you. Okay, they played you, but did they play Christ? Because if they played you, that's good. You get you out the way. <laughs> they hurt you or did they hurt Christ? See, we're trying to get you out the way. So you're inviting opportunities for humility, not worrying about what people think. You, you, you understand what I'm trying to say here? Just work with me. I know I'm not, listen. Yes, uh, someone shared something with me that I believe is true. Sometimes I communicate it like because I'm trying to simplify it, but it can come across like, what's wrong with you? You can't do that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm actually stating how we have to be. I didn't say it was easy. But we have Christ to assist us with it. We talked about that in the uh, Master Life class this morning. Uh, be confident in this very thing that he's begun a good work in us, will perform it. Philippians 1 6. In the, the Philippians 2, he'll work in us to will and to do his good pleasure. Uh, Philippians 2 13. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5 24. He, he that calleth you, he's faithful. He that calleth you will also do it. Right? So we just need to yield. But you gotta, you gotta die. So, because if you don't die, some of you gonna get in the way. Some of you gonna get in the way. How have we dealt with the pains of our life? We got in the way. Right? We got weary and well-doing. We got antsy. We, we, we said things like, I'm bored. Or it's taking too long. That's not Christ saying that. That's your flesh. Which we're supposed to crucify. In other words, who said you could talk? But we actually are listening. Yeah, well, I was about to do this, but I, yeah, that's a good point. I never thought about that. Yeah, what's the, what's the message? Who's got your ear? Well, like, who's got your ear? Is it the spirit man who's indeed willing to, for you to fulfill the will of God? Or is the flesh? Man, are you kidding me, man? You going to go for that, man? Man, please, man. If I was you, man, I, I, I'd just do whatever, you know. How do you know that's going to happen? And manifest. All those deals are going to close. Man, just bail out. 
Spirit is indeed willing to embrace the humility of going through the process of looking. Listen, the, the spirit is in, indeed willing to be a Thomas Edison. You know, the humility of failing a, a, a thousand times for something that has never existed before. And saying, I'm going to create a light bulb. No one's around going, oh, okay. What is a light bulb, dude? No, no, no. I'm going to use this uh, electricity. This, uh, okay. See, humility is building an art that takes years and there's never been rain. Everything was being uh, saturated from the dew, from the, from the, from the inside out. Uh, hey, hey, I'm building this, this thing the size of two, three football fields for a flood that we're going to need it so we don't die. Okay. And this rain is going to be that much water. Man, you know, lost your mind. In humility, you can do what God told you to do even though it's never been done before. See, see, see. Know what's frustrating us? We're looking at what's been done and we're lining our lives up with that. But you're not them. You may be doing something that's never ever been done before and it may take a lot of patience for God to prepare your character to handle what your gifting is gonna produce. You see what I'm saying? It may take, look, look, yeah. Come on, Thomas Edison, we still talking about that guy. But look at what he probably had to go. Other people was prospering and doing whatever, you know, building buggies or you know, whatever he was doing. Hey, look, he, instead of being a blacksmith or instead of being a carpenter or a tent maker or a fisherman yeah, or whatever was going on that time, or a mason, he's like, now nah, I'm going to build a light bulb. He sacrificed the harmony of things that already existed and getting in on a, on a, a, at a high level promotion with the existence of things already to do something that's never been done. Some of the things that you're going to have to endure, people have never endured them. It's going to take humility for you to endure it. For you to win in a seemingly losing situation. But see, in pride, I'm not even going to risk it. See, we tap into God, we be obedient, we embrace the humility of, the, of patience to endure whatever we need to endure and as God is fulfilling his will in our lives, right? Because every, man, go back and listen. To this. Study out great people. Study out generals. Just study them out. You're not going to find a testimony of a person that didn't go through something. There's no convenient way to be fulfilled. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm an avid, I'm an athlete, but I love football. You know, as I play basketball in college, I love football. And um, yeah, I just listen, I research because I like, true stories, the history of championship teams. Sometimes you need to watch some of those stories. It wasn't like we were sweet all year, everything went great, and we won a championship, because that's what we do. You, people have gotten hurt. There, uh, uh, one team, uh, this is Redskins, they had a quarterback controversy the whole year. And the guy that ended up winning the Super Bowl didn't play most of the year. From time to time he'd get in, but he wasn't the guy. Like he, he wasn't like, but when it came to the Super Bowl, something hit the coach, who's a Christian, and no, 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 this is the guy for the Super Bowl. He ends up winning the MVP of the Super Bowl, but he doesn't have a long history of, yeah, well, he's probably going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, the, the numbers he's putting up during the season is phenomenal. No, 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 no. This, is, this dude could be in the game, be like, yo, 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 we're we, we pulling you out. Yeah, you going in. Because they really wanted the other guy in. You know what he had, to, the humility he had to endure? The temptation to, like they do now, trade me. There's another guy, he's in the supermarket, got, got cut, kept getting cut. And it's, they called him back, almost like, we just, we need the third quarterback. Like honorable mention. Like we just need, just in case, this dude sometimes, Gary, just in case somebody gets hurt, you could be the backup to the backup. The starting guy gets hurt, the backup gets hurt, he gets put in and never loses the job, wins two Super Bowls and two MVPs. He's a Christian. Do you know the human, you get cut, you, you're in the supermarket bagging groceries and somebody comes, 
Didn't you play for such and such college? Weren't you trying to go in the NFL? What you doing here? Buying groceries. Because I got to feed my family. But look at the humility. And you don't know nobody's calling. You just believe in God. That I don't know how this is going to work out because I'm not even on a team. Like nobody in the grocery store is a coach. But his whole life, like he wants for nothing now. Travels around the world speaking. Yeah, so that, that wasn't in my notes, but I wanted to share that with you. What I really want to share with you is this scripture, Galatians 2.20. I heard it a lot this past, past couple of days in this pastoral retreat. And, um, and uh, I had a few minutes to share. And what I shared was like, if we don't, what I learned through the weekend is if we don't embrace humility, we could be tempted to think God will abandon us and in pride, get in the way or resurrect ourselves. Like we want, think about what it took for Jesus to allow himself to, to go through crucifixion, be buried, and trust that God would raise him. Now, he was showing us, when you bury yourself, you're trusting God will raise you. When you don't bury yourself, what you're saying is, I don't believe God will raise me. What you're saying is, I don't think nobody coming. I'm going to handle this myself. And we do a terrible job at it. So I, I, I wanted to give you some, uh, just some pictures of uh, how I see, saw this represented. Everybody had made different takes. But uh, I, I just, uh, so, so picture number one. Can you turn that front light out for me? Uh, well, no. Well, I, I'll just tell you what this picture is. That's number one? Okay. But that, that, this, is, uh, this guy right here is... Uh, is Will Graham. That's your pastor's right there. That's Will Graham. So he travels around the world. It's Billy Graham's grandson. So he travels all over the world. He's about to go somewhere over the world. So we were actually laying hands and praying for him just to give, just for strength. But since he showed it, I, I just told you what it was. Let's go to the, the picture two. Right, this says Budapest, Hungary, 110,000 people in attendance at People's Stadium. It was 110,000 people in attendance for a Billy Graham crusade. 110,000 people in attendance. Let's go to the next one. Johannesburg, Africa. 60,000 people. Lar the largest multiracial gathering ever held in South Africa. Alright? That's 1973. Y'all know history of South Africa, right? Alright, so this, that, that's 60,000. That's a lot of people, right? Alright, just keep going. Let's go to the next one. Toronto, Canada, six, 68,500 people in the Sky Dome, 1995. It's a lot of people, right? All these Billy Graham crusades. Let's go to the next one. Hong Kong, soccer stadium, right? Look, look, six, uh, uh, the soccer field with 60,000 people making the final day of attendance, 103,000, right? Uh, let's go to the next one. This is, this is phenomenal right here. Seoul, Korea, a record 1.1 million People, the largest meeting, 19, 19, one point, how many? 1.1 million. Look, 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 just, let's just look at that for a while. Just look at it. 1.1 million. I mean, where they at? Like, that person back there. All right, 1.1 million. Is, is there another one or is that it? Is that, is that it? Oh, okay, Yankee Stadium, 100,000 people. Look, 100,000 people inside with thousands outside. On the hottest day of the year, 105 degrees. 105 degrees, 100,000 people and thousands on the outside. Yankee Stadium. You have air conditioning in the church and people don't come. 105. Listen, y'all know who 105 is. I don't know if it, we from, I'm up from, from up that way. The 105. Yeah, feel, feel, feel like 150, you know, with the humidity and things of that nature, right? All right, all right, so let's go to the next one. Times Square, the crowd estimate, estimates ran from 60,000 to 75,000. This is outside, like, like a ticket tape parade or something. These, all these people are gathering outside. Look at, look at that. This is Billy Graham Crusade. Is that the last one? All right, why did I show you that? Suppose one of those is your platforms. 
Suppose God wants to take you to that level. Now I know some. Listen, man. You know, listen. God can bless you with if it's if it's one person around, two people, person around. It's not my point. My point is, if you're we talked about a master life class, if you're fulfilling God's will, and God's will is for you to have that platform, what level of humility does it takes for God to advance you there? So if that's your platform. Ask yourself, are you operating in humility that can handle that? Because you know what Billy Graham's model was? Galatians 2.20. I'm crucified with Christ. Actually, we, the person we sat under that was speaking this week was his pastor. Wait a minute. It was his pastor, but he was, Billy Graham was older than him. He submitted to someone younger than him. And, uh, and, and so he was sharing. He said, man, every time I came around him, the number one thing he would talk about is being crucified with Christ. That's what produced that level. He wasn't on that platform. It was Christ. Right. See, so the delay is, if that's your platform, the delay is you're not ready for that platform if any of self is in the way. Yes. Right? So, so, so ask yourself, are you, is, 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 uh, is, is your flesh buried? It's self gone. Now, now again, he obviously he's in ministry and stuff like that, evangelist. But your platform, you could have a, a worldwide TV ministry. You could be what's his name? Uh, you could be Ben Carson. It takes a lot of humility to become a Ben Carson. This doctor behind y'all over there, you know, front of some of y'all behind others. You could be Billy Graham. But it takes a whole lot of being crucified with Christ to handle stadiums. Who, listen, okay, I'm, I'm, uh, something else. There's another nugget I wanted to give you. Okay, so one, Dr. Graham has self-imposed uselessness. Like his, 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 his thing was, Amy, I'm getting out the way. Like he lived to die daily. Listen, and keeping it real, I used to try to watch Dr. Graham back in the day. Um, because any man of God, like I respect you. I don't care what level you are. People could say you're in this denomination. And if you're a man of God. I'm gonna open my Bible up. I'm getting something. I've always been that way. You see, tell, my wife will tell you. Um, but there's people that I, I really grab. I, I can really absorb better. And so, at times, it's work. Like I was like, you know, I'm from a different coast. I'm from North New Jersey. It's a different culture. So I was just work. But the, the, the fruit is, is beyond comprehension. It's beyond, like, listen, you, you could say, man, that dude, man, I don't like his flavor. You could not like his flavor as you want, but million people did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so imagine if he was like, well, since you don't like it, I'm going to change everything. I, I'm guaranteeing you, sacrifice the individual criticism to get the 300,000 decisions for Christ. There's one me, there's 300,000. Not three. Three is important. Hear me through. Everybody, that's not everybody's platform. But what I'm saying is, it ain't on you to say if it's not yours. It's not, it's not your will, it's his will. And are we really trying to embrace his will or we're trying to, I, I, I'll take this, I'll just settle for this right here. Okay, you will settle for that, but we're Christ. I was in a situation that is a ministry I worked at for 12 and we went there for 18 years, sat under for 18 years. And there was a, there was a, a situation that happened where uh, I didn't believe my wife was handled correctly. And you know, my, my, my Jersey philosophy for years was, if stuff got crazy, like, man, just forget it then. Self-destruct, I'm blowing that thing up. Or, I don't need this. I don't need none of y'all. I've, I've said that a lot in, in the flesh, obviously. Sometimes, you know, BC days, sometimes it was Jack Daniels talking, but, but I've said that, right? So, this day, now, now I, 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 when I came to the, 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 the kingdom, I cut out all that stuff uh, and never looked back, right? But that day, one of the things I didn't know was still in there was self-destruct. I was like, well, I don't need this. I told my wife, I said, listen, I don't need none of this. I don't need none of them. 
I said, listen, oh, we could blow this whole thing up, meaning I was going to start from scratch. Now, at this time, I think I'm at the 15th or 14th year of being at the church. So that means I, I was at the, if I'm at the 14th year of being at the church, five, five, I'm the seventh year of working for the church, something like that. And I was like, no, we just blow all this up. And my wife said, like, no, 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 baby, you've worked too hard. I was like, well, I said, there, it is no vision without you. So I'm not trying to get to what I'm purposed to do at your expense. Once I get here, hang in there. Hey, I'll call you when I get where I'm going. No, 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 no. God has designed us together. It's, it's, it's a, we're purposed to become one flesh. So then I, I talked to the Holy Spirit. I, I, I was serious about this. For two weeks, it was hard for me to even communicate. Within, with, with anybody. Still did my job 150%. I can't help that. This is default. But it was hard for me to go over and above like I normally would. And uh, God said, I said, Lord, I don't, I don't need to deal with none of this anymore. He said, but I need you to deal with it. I said, ah! You, 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 you ever had that feeling? He said, ah! I said, I, but, but, but I know God's voice. I said, okay. Okay, Lord, no problem. I, hey, hey, hey. You know, uh, uh, Get your, get your hair cut, have a shave, put your suit back on, and let's, let's roll. Love on everybody around you. Oh, my God, but I wouldn't be here with some, with some wonderful people if I hadn't. You see what I'm saying? Like, God knows. You got to keep moving. Embrace the humility of it, right? And, and, and so, you know, Billy Graham said something I thought was very powerful. Uh, how can anybody, oh, oh, I wrote it down. How can anybody serve Jesus and be alive at the same time? How can anybody serve Jesus and be alive? And what's alive? Alive is I got to look good all the time. All the attention is on me. I got to be the top dog. I got to be up front. If somebody else is doing something, I think that's stealing my shine. I got to figure out a way to either match them, overtake them, or hate on them. Right? Because I'm alive. Like, the person that's alive can easily get weary and well-doing, can easily abort the preparation for a platform like that. Because they're not focusing on God's will. They're focusing on their shine. And that's dangerous. You understand? That's dangerous. That steals greatness all the time. Listen, everybody that's of a certain age in here, you, we've all been tempted with well-doing. Uh, look, look, think about when the times you thought about giving up. You actually felt relief was going to be better than what you was dealing with. Well, what you didn't know was the relief was going to steal you from the character that was going to be forged in you enduring the temptation. The scripture talks about endurance all through the scripture. Patient endurance is all through the Bible. And so, so what we do is we're like the, the person that can't wait for the, the stuff to be cooked in the microwave. You know, so it takes five minutes for it to be cooked. So a minute goes by and you pull it out. So let, we use something as simple as popcorn. You put popcorn in, let's say, I know it's not five minutes, but let's use five minutes. So a minute goes by, you pull it out, it hasn't popped. Put it back in for another minute, it hasn't popped. Put it back in for another minute, it hasn't popped. Put it back in for another minute, it hasn't popped. Put it back in for another minute, it hasn't popped. Is that five minutes? All together, it's been five minutes. Five sustained minutes. Oh, listen, listen. That's it right there. Sustained. Listen, what's forfeiting our fulfillment is sustaining our connection, sustaining ourselves in the presence of God. That's, and, and, and the thing is, time goes by when you're not sustaining. One thing, time and chance happens to everyone, right? But time goes by whether you sustain or whether you don't. So let's say you've been consistent for a year and you take a four-day break. No reading, no worship, knowing the presence of God, all up in the flesh. Just four days. You realize, what am I doing? Come back for a year, consistent for a year, take another four days. No, 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 wait a minute, four days, two day break. Just two, two days in the flesh. 
Another year go by, you take a day. That's three years, and you took seven days. Another year go by, you take half a day. Four years, seven and a half days of being in the flesh. In your mind, four years have gone by. Where's my promotion? Where's my fulfillment? Where's my promises, God? Sustained. Sustained. We talked about that plant. That plant cannot stay rooted for a year and take a couple days and just four days and just be chilling. It may die within those four days. You understand? Listen. Because we wonder why. Right, right? Respectfully. Like, like we, all of us, we wonder why. As guys talking to me, you know, that church I told you for 18 years. So, of course, in the, I don't know, the eighth, seventh year, the eighth year, the tenth year, pick years, whatever years you want. Yeah, always, it's always somebody, if it's something God's doing anything in your life, saying, you know, uh, when you going to pastor? I changed the topic. Because I don't need to be thinking about pastoring if I'm sustaining a level of preparation. The movie Hurricane, as I always tell you, his wife came to visit me, he says, I don't need you coming up here. She said, why? She says, I can't do the time. As long as I'm thinking about what would be a pleasure to me, it's going to be harder for me to embrace the process. And so that's the same thing. Like, you ask my wife, we had conversations in Charlotte that we didn't have in Columbus, Ohio. Transparently, what took place? Every level of experience. The stuff that she knew and the stuff that she didn't. She said, baby, I thought you was crazy. I said, well, I couldn't talk about it because I had to do the time. See, I, I couldn't take any, any, any peaks in the pleasure because it would have been, been hard for me to embrace the process. And that's the thing. We go, eh, eh, a little bit of sipping and dipping ain't going to hurt nothing. That's not, see, again, it does, but you, you won't see it until you believe it's time. You won't see it until you believe it's time. But you won't go back. But I told the people this morning, you need to write down every time you go, man, you know, I'm just going to chill, be in the flesh today. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, reading, I ain't doing nothing. I said, not, not as a, a condemnation, but just write it down. Put it in your journal. Put it on your mirror. I, you try it. And then when some things start getting a little funky, go back and re- you'll be able to go back and reference, ooh, I didn't sustain. In your life, if somebody's in a relationship with you, you want them to sustain the relationship. You don't want them to be in and out taking breaks. Somebody say they love you, you want them to sustain the love. You work for an employee, you want them to sustain paying you them checks, right? (laughs) Right? Why can't God get that level of connection and sustain commitment, communion? Sustained humility. So you can have sustained exaltation. Says that we robbing God. Uh, let's stand on your feet. That's enough.